Thought Bubble Audio. Uh, yes. Okay. Sorry, I was just going through a bit in my brain. You said yes a minute ago, and now you sound less ready. Well, because I was just thinking, should we start the episode with someone saying, hello, 911? (laughs) (laughs) What's your emergency? (laughs) I can't. I can't commit to this (laughs) <laughs> I can. I just need to prepare. I'll follow your lead here. Okay. I'm I'm gonna say that you can say what you said before. What I said before. You said what's your emergency? I'll say I just watched Lone Star 911 and I need some help. <laughs> And and then we can go into our intro. Okay. okay. Unless you have something better for me to say. No, no, no. That's sort of what I was thinking. Okay. All right. I'm here. Okay. Here I go. Hello, 911. (laughs) (laughs) 911, what's your emergency? (laughs) I just watched Lone Star 911 and I need some help. And I'm Kelsey. <laughs> and it's time to be watching <laughs> Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people. <laughs> Who can't commit to a bit, no, no matter how much they practice it. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god. Amazing. <laughs> it wasn't even that cute. No, but we did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Okay. We're gonna talk to you about this show. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk to you about two shows, actually. Yeah. They're kind of the same. Yeah. <sighs> All right, I'm here. I'm here. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back in the podcast. Yeah. I'm ready to talk about <laughs> these television shows. We're super ready. It's certainly not 11.21 p.m. No, not at all. Mm-mm. It's all, it's all going to be okay. Because um, yeah. we're here and we're prepared. And these television shows that we're going to talk about are totally normal. <laughs> the most normal. Definitely normal, not at all doing the most. <laughs> if I had one phrase to describe them, I think it would actually be just doing the most. <laughs> doing the fucking most. <laughs> okay. All the goddamn time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, this is a um, mini pilot palooza, I suppose, if you want to call it that. We watched the pilots of 911 and Lone Star 911. Yeah, buddy. Um, looking forward to the 911 franchise really taking off in the way that the Chicago scene has 
on broadcast television. Yes. It's like, so where where that in-universe is like all of the different types of public services in the city of Chicago. (laughs) Yeah. This is just like emergency services, but what if different regions? (laughs) Yeah. It's like less versatile and yet... Like, we only deal with dispatchers and fire departments and EMS, but sometimes we're in Texas, and sometimes we're in California? I think LA. LA, sure. (laughs) Yeah. So, it's a concept, all right. Yeah, it's something. What would be, like, the best market for 911? They haven't yet explored the best what market like what territory alaska 911 mm. alaska 911 florida i feel florida. like it would be difficult florida. because the response times florida. would be really long florida, <laughs> florida 911 has some promise i'm vaguely interested in like a midwest 911 that's not chicago but like a northern, like a maybe mid- like a St. Louis nine one one, or a Columbus nine one one. You know, like something suburban, but not Chicago. Something really middling. <clears throat> something really middling. You know what I'm zero percent interested in. What's that? Which I think Lone Star nine one one attempts to address is New York nine one one. Yeah. Zero percent. Zero interest. We We've know done... how I feel about New York as a setting on television. <laughs> <laughs> We've also done plenty of New York television. Mm-hmm. We all understand New York's deal. Maybe like Hawaii 911. Oh, that's interesting. We don't go to Hawaii often. No. I think that's all the regions. I think that's the whole United States. I want like, like Alaska, just the California. Google Campus nine one one. Nine one one. What's your emergency? I ran out of oat milk. <laughs> My dishes didn't get cleaned fast enough. <laughs> We're in self quarantine, so I can't go to the Google cafeteria anymore, and I forgot how to cook. <laughs> Put a real timestamp on this episode. Low hanging fruit uh-huh. from Twitter. Thank you, as always. <laughs> but for real, where we moved into a shared space with a company that has some of the vibes of a tech startup, and they left their dirty dishes around the shared space for literally a week Ew. before someone was like, "We don't have dish service here." Gross. Nine one one. Nine one one. Co-working space is a nightmare. <laughs> um. But anyway, I digress. Nine one one is a show, huh? Yeah. So which which one do we want to start with? I think we start with the OG. With the OG. Okay. That's good because I have a lot more to say about Lone Star. Yeah, same. Yeah. So OG 911. 
seems to largely be about the dispatcher. Yeah. And then also about the ragtag team of EMS and firefighters from this one particular fire station in LA. Yeah. And we get a lot of the of the action on the calls. And then we get some workplace stuff between the members of the team. Mm-hmm. And then we get to take a fun little dive into each of the the characters' personal lives. Yeah, this is a piloty pilot. <laughs> I think I mean the show is too no. Let me change that. Connie Britton is too good for this show. <laughs> Full stop. What is she doing here? Get the fuck out. What happened? <clears throat> no. Um. But it seems like these 911s have a f- format that they, I assume, stick to every episode. That I feel like felt old after watching two pilots, so I can't imagine what it's like to watch a full season. Mm-hmm. They... It's usually like you've got character building, emergency, little bit of character building, second emergency, more character building, that's the end. Sometimes you get like a third mini one. It's like the first character building is the upward part of their arc where it's like, here's the current status of this character. Yeah. And- which sounds normal, but stick with me. Then the second part of the arc is like, oh no, this character is facing adversity. Yep. And then the third part of the arc is, here's the uplifting twist on what's happening in this person's life right now. Yeah. Should we go through this series of emergencies in this episode? Yes, you'll have to lead me because I only vaguely remember. Okay. So, this episode is, like, wild. Like, I heard the show was really unhinged, but I didn't realize, like, the degree to which they just fucking go for it. Um, The initial emergency, besides the opening montage, which is, like, someone jumping off of a tower or something... Oh, that's right. Um, Yeah, they just fucking go for it. Yeah, they do. Uh, The first actual full emergency is that someone flushed a baby down the toilet? Yes! Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Um, Oh my god. Holy shit, like half the episode (laughs) just came back to me and like, oh my god. Alarmed is probably the word I would use. (laughs) Deeply, deeply alarmed. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, they just, they they do the thing. There's a baby in the drain in the wall. Presumably this baby is fine, even though they've been, like, wrapped like a little corkscrew all the way around the drain pipe. <laughs> <laughs> And then they have to, like, go and find the, like, teen who gave birth and then flushed her (laughs) child down the toilet. Yeah, it's like a murder mystery, except, like, with teen pregnancy instead of murder. Yeah. 
this this show has like a heavy hand of Jesus on it. Yeah. And they don't yeah, there's more to that that I'll get to, but they're very into like just all this. All this. All of it. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. <laughs> I just like could not recover from when they're standing in the room and then they hear crying in the wall and they're like do you hear that (laughs) the like troubled young man is like it's in the pipes (laughs) and it's like a a premature baby yeah um which is like also a whole thing it's a whole deal and there's a whole thing about like there's a a weird father-son vibe, but I don't know that they're actually father and son. I don't recall. I don't think they are. I think it's a, like, mentor yeah. vibe. But there's one guy who's, like, quote-unquote old, and then there's a young firefighter, and so there's a whole thing about how, like, the young firefighter is going to run down the stairs with the baby because he's faster than the old guy who wants to take the es- elevator. <laughs> Doesn't the old guy have a medical issue as well i don't know it's possible (laughs) yeah um so then we stop and we take a little break to go into the lives of the main characters and we learn that the cop's husband is gay and (laughs) the child goes quote people are going to look at us weird in church which I was alarmed by. Um, yeah. This is, by the way, the token cop. Yeah. Of which there is one. Yeah. And in uh, we will get to it, but in both shows, it's like the token cop is just barely able to keep their shit together at work. Yes. Yes. Because their personal life is creating so much stress. Right. Yeah. So that's a little fun departure. And then we go into our second 911 call. Also, maybe we should talk about the visualizations that they do during the calls because it's maybe my favorite um, artistic touch that they put on this show. Yes, agreed. And you basically get like the call bars of like a vocal. I don't know what you'd call it, waves. It's like those little, like, graphics that they put on the news. Yeah. When they do 911 calls, it's, like, straight out of the 90s where it's, like, the sound waves, like you're looking at it on Audacity. Yeah. (laughs) And they pulse as the call is doing the talking. Yeah. And then it, like, shows the transcript. Yeah. It's super classy. Yeah. So they do that, and... The second, this one has three, I forgot, this one has three 911s. The second one is, my snake is choking me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Which is like a snake hoarder who is being choked by her like boa constrictor. And then they kill the boa constrictor and she's like mad that they killed it. And then, yeah, and then she like tries to sue the department. I missed that. Maybe that's episode two. <laughs> Maybe she didn't literally sue them, but she definitely, like, yells at them and, she like, does. gets real mad. But then like, she hooks thing. up with the young firefighter. 
Yes. Which is a choice. Um, and then the final one is the kid who's home alone during a break-in. Oh, yeah. This is the one I remembered off the top of my head. This one was genuinely, like, at least I I put down my knitting for a moment. And I was like, I'm going to watch where this goes. Um, yeah. And it's basically, like, they all work together and use their technology together to save the day. And it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically a child who's, like, home alone and there's a break-in. And then she doesn't know where she is because she just moved to that address. So she doesn't know what her address is. And they have to, like turn on the sirens on the fire truck and drive around until the dispatcher can hear the alarm or the siren or whatever uh, and then tell them that they're close enough and it's so harrowing and then and this is where the dispatcher like really gets to shine as the like low-key protagonist yeah Because, like, the storyline is basically, like, the dispatcher is the glue that holds all emergency services together. Yeah. But they get no glory. Yeah. And her arc is, like, she's on all the calls, but she never gets to see how any of them end. Right. So, like, all the calls in the episode, they get hung up before she sees the outcome. Right. And so she's got all this drama in her personal life, and then she also has this drama at work because she has all the stress and never gets any of the good stuff. Right. Mind you- And so she gets hung up on before she, like, gets to save the kid. Yeah. Um, we should mention the 911 facility is basically a Google campus. Yes, it is. It's unbelievable. It's, like- the most high-tech, like, super, I don't know, like, spacious loft space. It's like, this is not a 911 facility. And there are, like, at least 50 or 60 dispatchers. Yeah. All working on, like, triple monitors with, like, holographic maps on the wall. Yeah. And I don't know how big LA is like, <laughs> in a relative sense. Yeah. But I know what the emergency services around me are like. Yeah. And no. No. Who are they fooling? No. And like not to shit on any of the EMS around us because they're, you know, everyone's out there doing good work all the time. But just like who does television think? How does television think it happens? <laughs> A very good question. Um, so the last thing and I have I have in my notes about this show is that it ends with a montage to the classic song "Under Pressure." <laughs> <laughs> Which only one show is allowed to use that song during a montage, and that show is The Americans. Every other show <laughs> is banned from using that fucking song. Oh my god. Like, what? I just don't- I don't understand why every network show needs to use the same songs over and over and over again. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. Just no. No one asked for I it. Think, I think there's, like, a very limited library that network television is allowed to pull from. And not because of anything to do with, like, rights or budget, but just because I think if network television were ever to deviate too much from any kind of expectation, mm-hmm. it would throw off the balance of the universe. I suppose. I just think we need to all go into network television with a full beverage so that we can drink every time we hear that fucking song. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> um, that's all I have to say about 911. But I'm really yes. ready to talk about Lone Star 911. <laughs> Lone Star took the art form of 911 mm-hmm. and it said, this is a good a good thing, a good <laughs> art we've made on television. Yep. But I think we have room for improvement. Yeah. And they said that room for improvement is approximately the size and shape of Rob Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> the key art for the show on Hulu... Is literally Rob Lowe riding a bicycle, wearing, like, biking gear, and out racing or a tornado? And, like, if that isn't fucking Chris Traeger riding that bicycle, I don't know what is. It's so beautiful. (laughs) Like, get you a man who can only do fucking one. Who can only do one. Somehow. This is... (laughs) This is what we're about to discuss is the preservation of a man in the prime of his life. Yes. This is someone who has found who he is in the truest form. Oh, yeah. He's found a way to monetize it. Mm-hmm. And he's just out there living his best goddamn life. It's so, so amazing. It started as the story of Lone Star 911, and it ended as the story of Rob Lowe. Yeah, I feel like I understand him as a person after seeing this show. Truly. Truly. So, so Lone Star 911 is the same format. It's still emergency services, but also they have personal lives. Yeah. And... In this case, we begin the show with um, a fire station in Austin, and they're out on a semi-normal call dealing with a fire at a fertilizer plant, Yeah, which they don't know at first. So they're all like, you know, getting close to the tanks and they're trying to put out the fire, which like... I don't know why they thought they were showing up on any kind of industrial property with tanks and were like, sure, we can get close to these tanks. Right. But anyway, that's what they thought. And then there's this captain who's on the phone with dispatch. And just as they think they're getting close to containing the fire, dispatch says, "Uh uh-oh, this is fertilizer. And the captain goes, oh, no, and starts running towards the truck saying, fall back, fall back. And then the whole fertilizer plant explodes. Yep. And every single firefighter from this entire crew dies. Except, except for, for the one guy. guy. Yeah. 
except for the one guy. Then we flash to Rob Lowe, <laughs> who is the captain of a fire department in New York City. Yeah. And he is, like, a very famous fire captain because – or, like, chief or whatever. And he's very famous because he was a chief during 9-11. Yeah. Which makes him the best of the firefighters. Correct. And he gets a visit from someone from the Department of Justice and also some other person from Texas. Yeah. And what's the other person? Are they like a mayor? What are they? Unclear. Some other kind of It's like HR official. for the fire department. They like represent all of Austin, Texas. Yeah. And then also the Department of Justice comes. And they go to this nice firehouse in New York. And they say to Rob Lowe, look, we lost an entire fire department in Austin. And we need a new fire chief. And he's like, okay, but why is the Department of Justice here? And they're like, well, <laughs> turns out this fire station had some diversity problems. So everyone died and also they're racist is basically yep. <laughs> what's happening. And the best part of all <laughs> is that Rob Lowe looks at this woman from the Department of Justice and he says... If you're <laughs> I'm so glad you also wrote down this quote. I don't know if I can say it. <laughs> if you're having a diversity problem, shouldn't you choose someone more diverse <laughs> that felt like such a fucking low edit if anything is <laughs> he said that and I was literally just like <laughs> what the fuck am I watching <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So he says, shouldn't you shouldn't be somewhat more diverse? And the woman from the Department of Justice is like, we've seen what you did here. And so they basically just like plead with him and are like, you're the only one who can help us. Yeah. And he's like, no, I can't. I can't move to Texas. I like work here. And then. It turns out that his son, who also works in his fire department, got broken up with by his boyfriend who he was proposing to, which causes him to relapse and overdose. And Roblo did not know that his son had a drug issue. And it is at this time that Roblo says, Yes, indeed, I will go to Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So his son is like, don't kick me out of the fire department. And Rob Lowe is like, okay, then you have to go to therapy and I have to choose the therapist. And also we're moving to Texas today. Right. 
Yeah. So they roll up in Texas and he starts rebuilding the fire station and he gives it the Chip and Joanna Gaines treatment. Mm-hmm. And then the the one guy, the chief from the fire department that died, shows up to ask for his job back. Yes. And it's awkward because he has PTSD. And Rob Lowe can see it because he lived through 9-11. But this Texas guy can't see it because he's still too close to the situation. Right. And in the meantime, we get a really fun montage of all of the new firefighters getting interviewed. Oh, boy. So he goes to Miami and he goes to Chicago and he goes to all these other places and hires all these firefighters who went viral. Mm-hmm. And so they moved to Texas. Right. And then we get our emergencies, and that's basically the whole episode. I feel like we didn't cover all of the people who get hired. Take me there. Well, basically, it's like, you know how we talked about how Netflix can do a really good job of checking boxes, but doesn't always do them well? Doesn't check that box? Yes. Yep. Basically, Fox, that I believe this show's on, um, uh, maybe got that little checklist, and they were yep. like, check, 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 <laughs> check, 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 check. And they were like, what if we put every diversity <laughs> into one firehouse? Go. They were like, we've got a gay person. We've got someone with drug problems. We've got someone who's Muslim. We've got a black trans person. Yeah. We've got, like, we've got other demographics involved. And we've got a white guy who's super woke and knows that he's a white guy. The show, like, low-key reads to me like some showrunner just is sick of getting studio notes about like inclusivity and was like well i'm just mm-hmm. gonna put them all in there and then you can't say anything <laughs> which like to be clear the issue is not that there are like one of many demographics no. the issue is that they were so transparent yeah. about it yeah to the point of rob Lowe saying if you're gonna put diversity first shouldn't you hire someone diverse <laughs> Why? Like, I cannot. What does that mean? I cannot. I cannot. Hey, people of the world, diverse is not just an accidental word for different types of races. Right. Like, guys, an individual is not diverse. (laughs) That means nothing, what you just said. They're like, oh, okay, our two leading men are still white, but, 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 look at all these other people we have. Look at all these people whose sole job it is to prop up the white man and talk about how good he is all the time. Yeah. The whole point of Rob Lowe, the white man, is that he is like the ultimate white savior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but only he had the wisdom to move to Austin and hire not-white people. Right. There's not a single person in Austin who could have thought of that. You needed to pull some rando from New York City. Yeah. 
And he makes it, like, such a big deal of, like, I'm going outside the norm and I'm picking people who are special. Like, as if there's no Muslims yeah. in Austin. Right, and he no had to, like, outsource And no people. trans people. Like, you you have to outsource He goes on his, like, world because, tour. Yeah. None of them live in Austin. And also, you only know if a firefighter is qualified if they've been featured on the internet. Yeah. This chick was on BuzzFeed. Great. Get her in the station. <laughs> but, like, it kind of feels like that's how Rob Lowe would hire people. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, I honestly think that this show is who Rob, it, Rob Lowe is deep inside. I think it's, I think it is. Uh, anyway, what are the um, emergencies? Oh, also Liv Tyler is there. Yeah. I forgot about her. Yeah. And she plays, uh, she plays an EMS who is completely unhinged. Yeah. In a way that I find so deeply delightful. Yeah. I am here for her absolute insanity. <laughs> And she has a murder mystery plot. Yeah. We don't know a lot about really it fun. yet. Which is really fun. We don't. But, like, her whole job is to humble Rob Lowe. So, like, Rob Lowe is being propped up by the station as the savior of all of Austin. Yeah. But then Liv Tyler just gets to roll in here and whisper talk every scene and shut him down. And it's, like, funny because she's a small woman. Right. God. You know, this show, as a side note, this show does not do any service to the city of Austin, Texas. No, it kind of makes Austin seem like a shithole. They literally go there and get their one, like, B-roll shot of the Capitol, and then they're like, okay, never mind. And they go back to their studio lot, and it's like... They could they could do more if their whole platform was nine one one but Austin. <laughs> <laughs> There's no love for the place. No. None at all. No. So what are the emergencies? I can't remember the first one. I remember the second one. Unclear I remember the third one. There were three? Yeah. What was the first one? The only one I have written down was Baby in a Tree. Was the what? Baby in a Tree. That's the last one. Fuck. Well, the other two don't matter. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the The first emergency (laughs) was the Austin Fire Department's hiring practices. The second emergency was Rob Lowe's skincare regimen. The third emergency (laughs) was the Baby in the Tree. (laughs) It's not factually accurate, but it's a good synopsis. (laughs) I'm really excited to read that in this episode description for this podcast. (laughs) So... first emergency but the second one is that 
<laughs> Maybe the first emergency is when his son overdoses. Mm. That might be the first one, when okay. he's still in New York. Sure. Sure, sure. Um, and then his the second emergency is, like, these two guys who want to play a prank on this other guy. So they get, oh, like, a ghost chili or yeah. some other kind of really fucking hot pepper. And they, like, swap out his tacos. So they put, like, a raw pepper in it. But then the friend who they were trying to prank knows that some shit is up. So he switches out the plates and the guy who picked the pepper ends up eating the taco and he like chokes on it and like fucks up his esophagus and dies. Uh, Well, he doesn't die, but like he almost did. And so they call 911 and Liv Tyler has to show up from she like goes from the back of a cop car under arrest for violating a restraining order. Yeah. To this emergency call. Right. <laughs> Which, like, just let that sink in. <laughs> um, But then they have to, like, intubate the guy because he's dying from choking on the pepper. Right. And then he's... He, I think he's fine, eventually. He's fine. And then... At the end of the episode, this chick crashes her car at, like, a really high speed, so her car is, like, it, like, rolls over and goes everywhere, and she's pregnant, so they have to, like, get the jaws of life out and rescue her, and then they discover that she has another baby already who was ejected from the vehicle, <laughs> and his car seat got stuck in a tree, which I have some thoughts and feelings about. Tell me more. As a subject matter expert. Yep, yep, yep. This is why it is critical, both in ways that are positive for her and negative for her, that you use your car seat correctly 100% of the time. So number one, the kid did not fall out of the car seat, so she at least strapped him in tight enough. But number two, there is no circumstance in which a car seat should be ejected from a vehicle into (laughs) the top of, like, a 20-foot tree. No? Nope. Like, did you even have it buckled? Obviously not. How did that happen? She must not have had it clicked into the base. This is why I hate infant carriers. Mm. But that wasn't an infant carrier, was it? It sure was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The handle was stuck on the tree branch. That's why it was hanging. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So then Rob Lowe has to get up in the ladder of his truck, and he has to go up into the tree, but then the baby's just a little bit out of his reach, so he has to climb into the tree. Right. And rescue the baby. But then, oh no, the car seat comes crumb or tumbling down through the trees, <laughs> and and it's like, oh no, that poor baby. But surprise! Surprise! Rob Rob Lowe had the baby all along, and now he's climbing down the ladder and the baby is safe. He loves to be the hero, that Rob Lowe. And one of the other firefighters says to his son something congratulatory, and the son says, That's my dad. (laughs) And then he sighs with contentment (laughs) and looks lovingly upon Rob Lowe. (laughs) He's a grown man. He's a grown-ass man. This is like a 23-year-old man. Yeah. And he stands there and looks at Rob Lowe, and he goes, 
that's my dad. We forgot to mention the part about where the show is also the plot of New Amsterdam. Yes, tell me. Um, I was just going to say Chris Traeger. It's not. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is. It's not. Um, Roblo has some sort of, like, mild cancer because of his exposure to 9-11. <laughs> and he has not yet and told his son about that. So he's also on his a, His like, doctor is literally like, you can keep doing all of the normal stuff. You just also have cancer. It's fine. Right. But yeah. now he has an existential crisis because right. he has to tell his son that he's dying because of 9-11. Right. So, yeah, that's a fun thing to look forward to if you feel like watching more than one episode of Lone Star 911. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, the so the guy from who's the chief of the fire station that died... He wants to come back on the force, and Rob Lowe, it's not called the force in the fire department, but, you know, he yeah. wants to do that. And Rob Lowe won't let him because of all the PTSD. But he's, like, too masculine to do therapy. Right. So then his wife has to, who's a dispatcher, yeah. who happened to be on the phone with him the night of the, of the dying, has to go <laughs> and appeal to Rob Lowe. Right. So she rolls, they all meet up at a bar somehow, and she, like, catches Rob Lowe outside, and she's like, look, you know, my husband needs to be a firefighter again, and he's going through some tough times. And then she says to him at the very end, do what you do best. <laughs> Save him. Make something of yourself. <laughs> And so the, the guy is, like, permanently mad at Rob Lowe, but then he goes back to the fire station, and that's when he sees the big, like, Chip and Joanna makeover yep. with all the barn wood and shit. And he's like, oh, you don't even care about the guys who died here. But then on his way out, he sees a big picture frame with all the pictures of the guys who died. Yeah. And Rob Lowe is like, that's the first thing I did after 9-11. And now they're friends. Yeah. They sure are. It's just like... What a what a fucking time. What a fucking... Like, from start to finish, <laughs> I, I just... It's like, who, who looked at the storyboards for this and was like, sure, yeah, okay, I see it. I feel like this show appeals to a certain demographic. I don't know who, though. <laughs> I think they're trying to go for too much. But according to Rob Lowe's Instagram, this is the number one show on network television right now. I'm I'm not shocked by that. So this is interesting to me in contrast to OG 911. Yeah. Because 911 feels safer. And it feels more contained. Yeah. And it feels like it has a far more predictable vibe. Yeah. Lone Star 911 is a loose fucking cannon. Yeah, it is. And I just don't... I feel like it's firing at me from all sides, and I don't <laughs> know what to do. It's, it's not to be trusted. 
It's not to be trusted. And like 911 is also going to be pretty buck wild because it's already proven itself to be. But yeah. but in a way that we trust network dramas to be buck wild. Yeah. But like Lone Star 911 is like self-aware in a way that's unsettling, like with Roblo joking about his skincare routine. Yeah. And also self-congratulatory in a way that's <laughs> really distressing. Uh-huh. Like in that same scene where the the trans guy is like, hey, thanks for treating me like one of the guys. And Roblo says, in my crew, no one gets left behind. Uh-huh. In skincare. <laughs> I told you it was an emergency. <laughs> I will not back down from that platform. <laughs> and I'm just, like, waiting for, like, Liv Tyler to just fucking fly off the handle and, like, turn into some kind of mythical creature and, like, eat them all or something. <laughs> also, Liv Tyler and Roblo are hardcore gonna bone, and I'm just really nervous about it. <laughs> Do you think they have more or less chemistry than Rob Lowe and that chick with the eyes? <laughs> oh, definitely more, but in a way that I was not prepared for. <laughs> oh, no. They go line dancing together. Oh, yeah. And this is going to, this is wild what I'm about to say, but it reminded me of the dance scene from where, where the starlight ends. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Where they're just like dancing in this dive bar and it's meant to be like flirty. <laughs> Hello, 911. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Rob, everyone's like, oh, Rob Lowe, why could you lie dance? And he's like, oh, I went to a country bar in New York every week. <laughs> So I understand Texas. Oh. What is happening? See, it reminded me of On the Americans when Philip has a little bit of a identity crisis and takes himself out line dancing. <laughs> Again, the better option here is the Americans. <laughs> What I'm hearing is that if you're ever in the middle of an existential crisis, you should just go line dancing. Yeah. So. <laughs> and at the end of it, you will either discover that you were a Russian spy or Rob Lowe. <laughs> it's a different type of Russian spy. <laughs> a different kind of Russian spy. <laughs> like, yeah, Rob Lowe was born a Twitter bot, huh? If there was ever going to be, like, an AI cyborg army, they would look like Rob Lowe. Yeah. And they would be Rob Lowe. Yeah, they would. They would be Rob Lowe. He's so... Like, one of the things that struck me about this show is that every single, like, line of dialogue, I felt like I could see the cliche that the network writers were dreaming of. Uh Sorry, I was thinking about his, like, shaman from Big Sur. (laughs) Oh my god, I wish we had talked about this in our quarantine episode <laughs> that we posted last week. 
<laughs> Once upon a time, Rob Lowe had a ghost hunting show. Yeah. It's the best. He, he and his actual adult sons, who are not firefighters, <laughs> went ghost hunting. And he talked about his spiritual advisor, who he met in Big Sur. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, it's just my favorite shit. It's so good. It's so pure. Oh, I feel like I cut you off from something. I was just talking about network cliches. Oh, yes. They were it's present. Like you, you can just... <laughs> You just, it's, it feels like, you know, those tweets where it's like, we fed a bot a thousand hours of something. Yeah. And here's what it wrote. Yeah. That's what this show feels like to me. Except it's also about Rob Lowe. This show feels to me like posts on social media that brag about going to local businesses during quarantine. <laughs> yes. Perhaps. Yeah, similar savior energy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not that you shouldn't do that, just you don't need to post about it. <laughs> you just, like, when you do it, like, if you have, like, any kind of personal service you receive, or if you go to, like, restaurants or shop at businesses during quarantine, you don't have to post on social media and be like, I went to a place and was like, here is my money. Right. And they thanked me. You can just feel free to, like, live. <laughs> like, your money is still valid if you don't post about it. Right. You've still spent it. Yeah. You've still contributed to the economy. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. That's its own kind of nine roll on emergency. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just saying that it's not your job to be the Rob Lowe <laughs> of your life and your local community. <laughs> that's Rob Lowe's job. Yeah. Leave it to the Rob Lowe army of cyborgs. <laughs> leave, leave, leave it to professional Rob Lowe's. Yeah. <laughs> And if you if you need to feel like you're conjuring the spirit of Rob Lowe, yeah, you can watch this show. Yeah, but that's that's all you're legally obligated to do. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's all. That's all we're saying. So, if you had to choose one sh version of nine one one to watch forever, which one? Would Lone, you star, okay. Lone Star, Lone Star, Lone Star, Lone <laughs> Star. <laughs> it's not wrong. It's it's such an easy choice. Oh, Lone Star is fucking wild. It really is. I did enjoy regular nine one one. Like when I watched it a couple months ago, I was I think I ended up watching two episodes somehow. But I was texting you and I was like all in a hype about it. Yeah, you were. But Lone Star just like blows it out of the water. Yeah. Much like a fertilizer plant. <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. Well, um, if you have thoughts about Rob Lowe and or diversity hires and or 911 emergencies, 
you should first maybe call 911 if it's a real emergency. Yeah. Do not call us in case of emergency. <laughs> like, if this is an emergency, hang up and call 911. Yeah. Um, but if it is not, if it is just an emergency of the hate watch variety, please, please, <laughs> please send that to us at hate watch with us on Twitter. You can send us an email to hatewatchwithus at gmail.com. You can visit hatewatchwithus.com and just, I don't know what you can fucking do on there, but I don't know. Find a way to send us your emergency there, too. Or you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or another platform that allows you to leave star ratings and tell us about your emergency in the review section. Yeah. We had a review recently that we talked about at length last week, and it was very exciting, and we would like to have that kind of emergency in our Slack channel again soon, yes, please. Yes, please. Which only, only you can provide that kind of emergency. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you don't have an emergency and just need more content, you can also visit our friends over at the Thought Bubble Audio Network and check out their content. They are at thoughtbubbleaudio.com or thoughtbubblefm on Twitter. And if you search Thoughtbubble in your podcast tool, it should surface all of those shows there, too. Yeah. 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 So, I wish they had, like, a sign-off to 911, but I think it's just hanging up the phone. I think, yeah, generally. Yeah, that's what I've learned. Make something of yourself. Make something of yourself. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>